Hi and welcome to another episode of Wine and Wisdom. I'm Thomas Lehuang and you're listening to the TL podcast where knowledge is shared and no one takes themselves too seriously. Okay, well, let's start on uh, this next one here. What what are we oh, having? Come on, Chris. Uh, unfortunately, can't have wanna, a shot uh, just at me. Serve us, man. Regardless, but uh, we've got a wins Kunawara. Uh, I do like my wins. Yeah, I've noticed. <laughs> it's the fourteenth wins Kunawara. Two thousand and twelve. Uh, it's called the V and A Lane. Um, it's called that because the vine that it comes from runs across along a laneway leading up to the uh, main uh, vineyard. Right, right. Um, should be a good drop. Adelaide Hills, again, Kutawara region, obviously. Uh, what was the budget, mate? What did you spend? I spent, uh, it was on special, uh, from $800 down to 55 <laughs> So, <laughs> All right, I might exaggerate so that. So just to be clear. Go ahead, boys. Cheers. Uh, cheers. Go on. Cheers. It's Christmas. Right, it's Christmas. Let's We're be giving. giving. Let's be forgiving. I'm going to give it to Rather him. Rather than <laughs> giving, forgiving. No, I'm going to give it to him. Don't worry. That's nice. Are you serious? You have to pay for this? <laughs> Get out of here. It's nice. What's yes. that tang? I went to the bathroom earlier. I'm fucking sure these guys are stitching me up What's as usual. Tang? No. I'm not sure of it. No. So just, just for everyone out there, we said, Thomas said, at first you said to me last week, oh, it's the last one, so we're going to go back to the $100 Before budget. Before continue, how's, how's the salami, mate? Beautiful, mate. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, so we're not judging. How's, how's, how's the prosciutto? We're not judging. We're not judging. How's that all that? If only it was. If only it was called. If only it was called salami and wisdom, mate. You'd have a shot, <laughs> but it's not. All right, so <laughs> it's not. So after originally saying it was a hundred dollar budget, Thomas changed his mind. Went fuck it. It's Christmas. There is no limit on what we can spend today. So. Good on our mate who increased his budget by four dollars and ninety nine cents. <laughs> From what we normally spend, <laughs> I actually didn't even look at the price. I just grabbed it. And, and look, it's nothing price. against Wins Kunawara, the fourteenth bottle of it that we've had on this show. Never had that one though. It it doesn't compete with what we've had previous. Fair to say, it's the selected vineyards. Mate. Fair to say or not? It's a selected. You, no, I want your opinion. Do you think it? No, it's it, not as good as the other two bottles. No, it's not. Yeah. You're still drinking it. Made a fish still it's swims a, in it's the water. Difficult. It's difficult. Anyway, boys, what, what are we talking about now? <laughs> it's difficult. <laughs> Mate, it's, it, it isn't. Uh, listen. So I'm scratching me in all the right places. So people can't say I, I'm doing my best for wine and wisdom. <laughs> and I, I, people can't say that. <laughs> all right. That's our last segment for the year. It is. Last that's one. Our last one. Gee, we had Three some, we had some so big ones. A, we had some great ones. Let's have I tell a, you what, what a year. Let's have what a look a back. So what what were some of our top moments for the year? How do you pick out of a year that we've just had? Seriously, I think for the first one for me, and I don't know about you guys, but the first one for me was the fires, the fires at the beginning of this year, right? And it went on for so long, and it was worldwide news. Um, and those fires continued for like three weeks, and affected thousands and thousands yeah. of people, hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah. So for me, the fires at the beginning of 2020. Uh, do you know, and I think that what's even worse than any other fire is that that fire was actually, in many ways, shut down by the virus. Because all of these charity, all of these donations, 
quickly forgotten about them. Yeah, where they go, they, who they help. Everyone just put the entire fire under the carpet. Yep. And I think that, that made it even worse. Yep. Mm. Yeah, for the people who are suffering, for sure. So it affected uh, hundreds and thousands of people in or indirectly. Yeah. So coastal towns and inland towns that would have tourism by the thousands through breaks and so forth, they in the fires, they just got decimated. And then straight after that, they had some floods and then the COVID hit. So yeah. I think the catalyst of this year, the beginning of this year was those fires. It just started a, a trend <laughs> to the year, I think it was. And, and, it, and it went from, I was down Lake Conjola, went from the New South Wales-Victorian border all the way through past mm. um, Port Macquarie. Were you on the beach when uh, the fire yeah, hit? Yeah, New Year's Eve. I was trapped down on the Lake Conjola Beach and the fires yeah. were coming down to the caravans and uh, we had no way of getting out. We were safe because we are on a beach, so we just... You know, Went swimming with the shark. Right, hundreds of metres of water, you know, sand between me and the bushland. And my wife and my daughter were stuck in Mollymook, but they were in the town, so they were fine. But, um, yeah, it was a very big eye-opener for me and uh, it sort of started the year to see, you know, what's important and... One stage, we thought the caravan that we were staying in and our car and all our belongings was gone. I had my mobile phone and that was it. And I didn't know where my wife was and I didn't know where my daughter was, but Sebastian was with me. And it gave us good reflection to say what's important in life. And that was at the beginning of the year. Yeah. And then and then we had other things come along, which was unbelievable. Mm. That was amazing, I, so amazing start to the year, I thought. What else? That was my number one. I tried to keep it. I mean, I, I, we're talking about doing this. There's a hundred ways you could go with it. A lot of bad Absolutely. stuff. A lot Absolutely. of bad stuff's happened this year, and fires is a brewing thing. I think just to just to finish off that point, we now say, "Oh, there was fires, like it was nothing. There was fires, and then there was COVID, and then there was that fire thing." As you said, T.L. never got finished. You know, yeah. there was people in a whole heap of shit at the time that Absolutely. COVID hit. So, I, I looked, I reflected more on it as a personal level, and I'm brought about by that conversation that I mentioned earlier about the person yesterday who was saying "fuck 2020," and I was I was trying to change a mindset on no, nah, because if this hadn't happened, this wouldn't happen. In the middle of the bushfires and a month before COVID, I opened my second office this year. Yeah. And that was you know, an easy thing on paper, but that that took 18 months of absolute shit fight to make happen. We, we got smashed by a hailstorm in between. There was a, an ownership change in the business in between. There was everything that could go wrong in the lead up to it did go wrong and then and then – I opened my second office, so that, that for me was a great thing. So on a professional level, you know, 2020, I'd, I've written, I'd, I've had my best year commission-wise. So I'm trying to find the positives in it, yeah. There's, there's been, I know, and I'm, I feel a little bit guilty now that I've, I'd, I've actually forgotten about the fires and the effect that it had on a lot of people. So those people would 100% be saying, fuck 2020, you know. Um, but again, again, I think it's how we choose to look at things. Because for people with COVID, like you said, sitting there, that girl lady that you sat with said, fuck 2020. It's how we choose to look at things. I honestly believe that. Because for myself, while, yes, there's been lots of negative with, with COVID and, you know, the lockdown and working from home and, and people losing their jobs and so forth, I think there's been so many positives from it. Personally, it's the way I've chosen to look at it. Mm -hmm. I think oh, we have been blessed to make people, the society, realise that it's not about a, a, the attainment of material things. It's about your family, your neighbour, your community and so forth. Yeah. So I think, for me, COVID has not been a bad thing. 
It's bad that people have lost their lives, but it's been great that we can look at it as a positive way and see what the true colours of. We did a whole podcast on the silver lining of COVID, and that's and that's how I've taken this question. I'm I'm proud of the fact, and I'll stick my chest out at the fact that not only did we survive as a business, but we grew as a business. And and wonderful. You were against all these lockdowns, and you you thought it was a waste of time. And yeah, I still, I'm, (laughs) mate. Don't even get me fucking started. (laughs) We've had two cases on the northern beaches, and Western Australia is talking about closing their borders again. I'm not talking about the the the, the two cases. No, no. The silver linings to come out of it. I don't think. Look, I don't think I've still got no further trust in government. If that's what you're hitting at, I don't. I didn't hit on that. I, I. I hear that the fact yeah. that you were against it. So, nah. so now that you, was, you're changing in the uh, your, your tune on that, I mean, you know, just pick three great mo- or three moments out of 2020 that meant a lot to you. For me, the the moment of 2020 is the value of human life has been put to the test, and I think that if anything, 2020 has really shown me that the human spirit has come to level where the elderly. And human lives have no meaning because they're useless to us. That the we talk about family values and all these things, but really, we are more interested in the economical side than family side. This is why I just ask you that question because for me, that's what I saw this year. Everyone's talking about you know my grandparents, my parents, and 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 these people have made me who I am. If if and and we spoke earlier in one of the podcasts, you know, if you're gonna blame your father about the bad thing he's done, you're gonna have to blame your father about all the good things Absolutely. he's done because that's that's fair, you know. And I looked at 2020, mate. The degrading life or humanity that we have put to the elderly or the weak. It, to me, it's disgusting. Don't tell me that you value life. Tell me that you value economy. Tell me that you value the dollar. I understand. I, I, and I, I, I'm not going to judge you by that. I ac- accept that. But don't tell me you do, and then your action shows me the, the opposite. That, to me, was one of the big things of this year. And did you get that from COVID? Yeah. Because I think that before COVID, we wouldn't see that. I think it was invisible. Mm. I think that people probably still didn't didn't change. They couldn't give a shit about probably about the elderly. Mm. They couldn't give a crap about maybe the, the weaker in our society. But COVID, because of that sense of selfishness, has really drawn the blanket. Yep. But oh, we've got too short a memory, mate. Are we going to learn from it? In that no, sense, the, the, it, it doesn't matter. I don't think that people learn. I, I, I think... The, uh, the um, sad thing for me is we are no, supposedly a society that is evolving, meaning that we're evolving towards a better clarification of our values and, and what we see mm. and, and what we uh, put at the forefront of our society. Mm. And on the one hand, we scream about human rights here, human rights there. I'm sorry, mm. but what we're doing in some of our most evolved countries, most advanced countries, by doing all that crap and saying, ah, stuff the mask and all these things. And then right now, in some of those countries, we have more people dying on a daily basis than people who are killed uh, on 911. Yeah, right. I'm very sorry. You're telling me one thing, but you're really showing me a totally opposite thing. That money and and the fact that society still has to run up is, is number one. And that to me, man, it's telling me where we're heading. And I'm talking about 
countries just as US and 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 Brazil and and, and probably some of the countries that are hiding some of the stuff. We know Mexico, and, but I'm also talking about here in Australia. I told my kids I don't ever want to be put in a home. If you get to a level where you're going to find out that I'm useless, I told my kids, just take me to the back of our property. Shoot me without me knowing, because if you do that, I wouldn't know. Dig a hole there, because I'd rather that than be in a nursing home where it's going to cost you guys money, and these idiots couldn't give a crap anyway. Probably wouldn't bath me, wouldn't change me, wouldn't give a crap about me, and would remove the decency of, of my humanity in the last days of my life. So while disappointing to find out, has that realisation helped you? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm going to walk down the back of the property when I feel like I need to. No, I mean it, I mean it, it is it, serious. No, no, I'm, I'm serious. There's no way that they're going to put me there. I am not going to go into a nursing home because I have now realised that really even the guys in the nursing home and now and apparently they're talking about now boosting one billion or whatever it is. I'm sorry, I don't care about boosting a billion dollars to help the aged care. Just help the guy in the mm. aged care to take their business seriously. They're there to work seriously. Maybe just like we're giving the police a camera to check on whatever they're doing, maybe we should give these aged care workers a camera to check what they're doing for real. Mm. When, when you see aged care workers like slapping people because they're having problems, because at home they're now having issues with like a loved one who's lost their job. And, Mate, I'm sorry, these guys over here are the guys who are making your job possible. Yeah. That's what I saw this, this year, the, the devalue in humanity. Mm. It's, I, I still look at it, even as you're talking, mate, as, as somewhat of a positive, because now we know. and We can reassess and we can I retake. get that, but I'm talking about the three moments. I mean, yeah. it's good that we so know, you're, I'm talking about the three so moments. What I'm was sorry. your moment number one? I, had, I took the question on a personal level. What were my three moments okay, right on a personal I just level? Went, I just went news. I didn't worldwide. go worldwide. I didn't. Oh, what are my three moments for 2020? And it was the reason I went personal on it is because of the conversation the other day with the, the person and a lot of people saying, can't wait for New Year's to say, fuck you, 2020. And, I'm like, and we talked earlier about the mindset of people going into the break. So let's, let's look back on what it's given us. It's given us a better perspective on what... Yep. is actually going on in the world. It's allowed us to make better life decisions based on that. Well, yeah, I think that there's more chance of having that being changed than the way that people are looking at the elderly these days. Yeah. I don't think that that will change with 2020. Well, there's money involved in that, isn't there? The, the money in, involved in nursing homes and aged care as a business yeah. isn't going to allow that to the change. The problem is with pumping money into nursing homes, the money goes into the pockets of the owners and unfortunately, eventually, it doesn't really bleed down into... Improving the care for the <laughs> residents. I, I had a um, a guy talking to me, and he runs his, uh, his own little shop. And I was trying to say to him, "Listen, mate, your business has become what it is today thanks to the input of leaders who who have helped you over the years and who have actually given you a job and then opened a show when you couldn't afford to even run the show." And he wrote back to me, and in one line, saying things like. You know, I've learned to rely on my two wings and fly from my own two wings than rely on the branch I'm standing on. I'm thinking, how can you really even look at the elderly, for example, in, so in a familial context, as a branch? You know, aren't the elderly the birds that you hanging around?
around and the elderly, the birds that have been teaching you how to fly. The wing beneath since, the wings. Since, since when the elderly or the people who have helped you build the business to that extent are stepping have, stone. have they become a branch? Mm. Right? And what it's saying to me is that that guy is willing to just give a definition to justify his own shit. Yeah, absolutely. For me, another big thing this year, so my first two was, you know, the bushfires, COVID. The last thing was um, the George Floyd killing and then the reaction of the world basically afterwards. Yeah. And that was on top of obviously COVID going through that. And I think society, coming back to what you were saying about society's neglect for humanity and without the value having the value of human life, uh, I think there, there's a lot of people that should have been held accountable. Now, I don't know if those policemen were at the end and so forth, but I think that was a huge, huge moment in this, this year as well. It was another moment. I mean, there was that side of it where... We, we talked about it, about the, the problems that caused that, but then there was also a lot of the fake outrage after it, that you know all the marching in the streets that went on for forever and a fucking day and the, the PC police, the political correct police that came out after it and all, yeah. the, all the shit that that spawned. So you're 100% right as a def, what, you know, defining moment of this year for, for the way the world is today. That was the Black Lives Matter stuff was definitely yeah. definitely part of it. My last thing, and it involves you two actually, is, is um, on a personal level, I, I can't imagine, I sit here and go, oh, 2020 was great and we, we got a lot out of it. You, I've had to sit here and talk to two guys who, one has can't go and see his parents <laughs> because of the border restrictions and one has one in a home who wasn't able to for, for however long and yeah. I, I was sitting here the whole time choosing not to speak to my father for the last six years out of all sorts of reasons but um and it's a big moment it's amazing man it, it was sitting here listening to you guys it was the final uh push to go who the fuck am i i'm, I'm sitting here choosing choosing over over a fight to to disengage and, and not see my my father and you two poor fuckers didn't have a choice in the matter and and seeing the pain that that caused you guys was the push i needed to mend that bridge and, and go, awesome. go and have that conversation. So I know it doesn't make anything any easier for you two, but if, if you can take one small thing from it, know that the, the suffering you guys have had this year in relation to that because you are so family proud and family orientated that out of that one small thing has, has come from it. So Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, that's uh, amazing. Know, th- that's nice. Thank I you like for it. that. And uh, no, and it, it, it's no small thing. What, what Mending that bridge will change my life. And change my family's life. Are you life. back in the inheritance? Oh, mum, mum always, <laughs> mum, mum always had, mum always had that under control. So that was never a worry. But um, yeah, I don't underestimate what you guys have are going through on that sense. And um, yeah, all the power to you. So they were my moments. Yeah, yeah professionally yeah, great. And, and well, my next one is, I reckon this year is when. I realize how big fake news has won. I'm, I'm not saying that fake news has never been there. I reckon since the beginning of days, fake news has been around, right? If, now if we in, in prehistoric times, probably if one guy was saying this and uh, there's always another guy saying something else. So fake news has always been there. But this year, I believe that the spread of fake news has been bigger than COVID-19. 
that it actually got people who have decided to believe certain things to have the opportunity to justify their logic with information that is out there to support either side. I've never seen fake news this big. And to me, the to top all the fake news is to look at the U.S. elections and see how, how much it has spread on either side, uh, how, how much information has been hidden, used, and counter-used on either side, you know? And I will say that we are in it for a long haul. I believe, if anything, the person who controls fake news in this near future is going to be king. You can make fake news spread faster than anything else you be king. For example, uh, someone said to me that... Uh, Putin's daughter, when she got the uh, Sputnik uh, vaccine, died. It was actually a fake news spread out by a newspaper that got almost overnight something like uh, 70,000 Facebook followers straight away and, and all that stuff, and, and that's how it spread it. And from there, it just spread. And people go on to stuff like this, and do you imagine if they have power, if they are sent influence, they tell others and they spread it. And so one of the things that I said to my in-laws not so long ago, because we, we do not hold the same kind of beliefs, my, my in-laws and I, is I said to them, listen, whatever news, whatever you believe is as wrong as my belief. My belief is probably as wrong as yours because none of us got any idea. Right? So what do we do in life? Spend our time on what we have no control over or do the best we can to make sure that the little world around us is a better place? Yeah. Do you, not to argue with you because I never want to argue with you, but yes, you do. No, I'd, I'd love you to argue with fake you. News, <laughs> fake news worse than it's ever been or bigger than it's ever been. Didn't Hitler grow his, the Nazis on fake Propaganda. news. Propaganda. It's fake news. Yep, it isn't absolutely. Putin's whole life based on fake news to the people and and Kim Jong-un and China at the moment. Maybe it's just that the West is finally catching on. I think actually the, they've put a name using, to it. <laughs> using fake news to control people yeah. is something that's been around All for right. a, a long time. Do you, th- do no, you no, think? I, I told you. I told you. From the day, from the beginning of time, so is I it worse than already. it's ever been, do you think? Because you're no, 100% right. Whoever controls but, the fake news is king. Right Hitler now, already proved that. Right now, it's came. We're going through a pandemic, right? That is killing over 300,000 people just in America. That is killing over 1,650,000 people. And we are now getting vaccine out. And there are news already going out there. The vaccines don't work. The vaccine's killing people. They actually making people go crazy. And there's people scamming others already on vaccine, calling people and saying, we need your credit card, we need your bank details, we need your detail be- before we send you the, the vaccine. There's things everywhere. I mean, those are scams, but I'm talking also about the fake news, which is vaccines don't work. Yeah. You're, you're crazy if you have vaccine. Seriously? Imagine this world we're coming in. So there's going to be vaccine available. We're going to take it or we're not going to take it. We don't have to say it. We're going to sit down and say, oh, well, no, we, we want to see what happens to people first because if they grow an extra arm, I don't want that vaccine. I'll, I'll have to wait. And so I'll get a vaccine. And then we in a world where if you get the vaccine, that doesn't mean that you don't carry the, 
the virus. That's right. So you go to a place, you get the virus, but you're not sick, but you bring back, and then your dad gets it. And then what? Where are we heading? I'm going to wait for you to have it. I think with the word, word fake news, Cam, I think it's it's always been there, yeah. as we said. as we, we, we knew it as propaganda. I think years ago, though, to spread propaganda, it needed to be from a reputable source. Now it's just so easy to spread it on social media. Yeah, and I, I think just, that's the difference. My mate. point was, I mean, TL saying whoever controls it's going to be king, I don't think that's a new theory. I think, the, or going back through history, I mean, I don't know what Genghis Khan used to tell people, but Hitler controlled the German population with that and managed to slaughter six million Jews with that. And yep. Putin's managed to control Russia for that long because of that. And yeah, the list goes on and on and on. So my point, I mean, just trying to pick an argument for argument's yep. sake because it's no new theory, mate. No, but these guys are controlling their countries, right? They're controlling their empires. Here, you can control the way a pandemic is either mm. stopped or continued. Control an election. Right? Mm. So, uh, man, this is this is huge. We're stepping it up a notch. So you imagine... <laughs> We're stepping it up a notch. It's go time. There's a Seinfeld episode. You imagine <laughs> that my, that my uh, parents don't want to get the vaccine. I, I think they're going to get it, but they, they're not getting a vaccine. And I believe in the vaccine. I get the vaccine, or I am obliged to get the vaccine so that before I can travel back to Brussels, so which I will do. So I will do this. And because my kids want to come with me, they will take on the vaccine. What if really there's a problem? Yep. What am I doing to my 12-year-olds? Now we travel, we come back, and along the way we just caught the virus somewhere. Then we come back and we go and visit my in-laws. I mean, it's huge. So the danger of it is that it's everything is so partisan at the moment that even if all the science is correct and it's 100% proven scientifically that it does work, there will be that much noise from the other side. Right. And even people from that side who haven't read the literature that don't really know, but that's the side they're on, so they're going to say it works anyway that we are no chance of actually knowing for sure. No. None. You are you are no chance. I mean, I know when we started doing the, the newsy stuff on here and we used to talk about being a critical thinker, I don't care if you're the most critical thinker in the world. Based on all the information going around, I don't think you're any chance of making an informed decision about almost anything with any certainty. With any, with I any think it's been with everything. I'll give you the, the prime example. The flu shot. Does a flu shot work? Wouldn't have a clue. Never had one. Okay. I've never had a flu shot uh, until this year. And I needed to get a flu shot to go so I can see my dad. What if next year I get the flu? Now that's because it, the, that's yearly. it has mutated. But, no, now, flu shot's but yearly. I've never had the flu previous to having a flu shot. In my 49 yeah. years on the planet, I've never had a flu. I haven't had one because I don't. Well, yeah, but you had to have but one. You see what I'm yeah. saying? I've had the flu shot. And what if next year now I get the flu? Uh, do we truly know what's happening? Do we, do we ever truly know? No, we know? don't. And you're right, mate. You're right. We don't. But and it, it's, a pre I mean, it's okay to sit in the middle on it. The problem is everything is so partisan. Like the <laughs> anti-vaxxers are anti-vaxxers and it doesn't matter what you can do to convince them. They're always going <laughs> to be anti-vaxxers. The right? flat. So. No, but it doesn't. <laughs> no, but how do you know? How do we know that vaccines aren't fucking with people and how do we know we don't? And the more that it gets partisan and the more that aggression gets put into it. The thing is now if you're on the opposite side, you're a target. Now if you're on the opposite side, you get hit with a baseball bat. Right? There's no, there's no having an adult conversation about it, or or a good hard. There's no grey. There's no having a robust debate. Yep. It's you're fucking dead. 
Oh, I'm going to burn. I'm your, right. You're wrong. I'm going to burn your house down. No happy medium. And that's yep. that's the problem because fear will stop a lot of people trying to make a rational decision as well. You can't. I guess that's counterintuitive uh, to your point though because for every fake news on one side, there's just as much on the other. So can you really be king? How do you control the whole lot? That's why I say there's fake news. I mean, for, for every fake news, there's reality, right? So I don't know. Find the reality, son. If you know, you should be king. All hail king. I've seen the portrait, mate. You look like a king. <laughs> Dictator, not a king. Mm. You know, it was funny yesterday. I, I lost it in the class, and I don't know if anyone would have known why I was laughing. You did the exact face that's on that portrait. Someone said something, and you were... <laughs> I can't imitate it, but it was the exact face that's in the portrait because I'm the only one in there that's seen the portrait. I've gone, blah! <laughs> well, you've done two days of these guys of the recruit training. Some of them are doing amazing. Mate, it was it was a good two days. You'll, if you read what I wrote later on the testimonial, it was, I, I can't implore leaders and, and owners enough to get back and do a refresher one for their own yeah. skill levels which are waning but two just to fill your cup with the energy and the when you meet these guys and they're just starting out a, a sense of responsibility that had maybe been waning in in me got re uh renewed reignited you know i'd, I'd i wrote on it a thing I've, I've sharpened my blade and filled my cup again and it, it um to see them change through the days and to, and to see them through, like I went to lunch with them two days and the questions and the they just wanted to they want to succeed they want to grow and they want to learn and um, yeah I, I came down here for selfish reasons I came down to do it because I needed to sharpen my skill set and uh, by the end of it or well, not even by the end of it by two hours in on on the first day I'd, I'd realise that there's a bigger bigger purpose and and um, no good on them good on everyone they all. That's good looking at it from the recruits' point of view, absolutely, for the leaders that come down. Set. I think you had people in that recruit training? Yeah, I did, actually, yeah. Two, three? Yeah. Two. Two? Yeah. I think for them to see you there, I think that's a big thing. I don't know if it's a help or a hindrance. I no, no, I, I think it's a help. I think they can see, man, my leader cares that much. He's come down to check up on me. It's not, oh, I'm going to cruise past this. I need to take this seriously. And when they pass and move on and then the you know, office making their phone calls, they know Cam cares, right? I was, I was worried and I was very conscious of them. I didn't want them to feel any more pressure than they were already because it's a, it's a high-pressure environment. Yeah. I yeah. still remember that my recruit course, even though it was five years ago, I still remember it. So I, I sort of wanted to sit in a corner and just be in my own space and not yeah. put yeah. any extra pressure on anybody. But, yeah, looking at it from the other side, it could be a good thing to have that support there. I've often um, come down when we've had people in the recruit training just the last day or one of the days um, just to sit in and see how they're travelling because you can, over the time, you can, you, I've picked up a few things and you can see if they're going to make it or if they're going to struggle where they need help and so forth. The other thing I take away is watching you, Thomas, deliver it and when you put this pressure on a little bit and when you release it and how you lift them and and so forth, and you, need, you see who you need to challenge a little bit more, maybe their ego's a little bit out of place to pull them back in, and, and that's very mindful too. So watching you do that, obviously, it helps us take it back and be better trainers as well. So there's a double-edged sword to it, which is fantastic, um, that you can help your recruits as well, um, but you're also learning a lot by, this, by attending that recruit training, even just for a day, even for a session, a morning or an yeah, afternoon three session. Hours is you get a lot out of it. You work out quick, smart, where you're at as a trainer, mate. Oh, absolutely, Cam. Absolutely. You know what? Not every, every time I come down, that's what I pick. Oh. I try and pick where's, where's Thomas pushing here? Where, why is he doing this? Why now has he stopped and said, okay, 
you know, do some role playing, you know, and so forth. So absolutely it increases your ability as a trainer. And taking back that back to the office, you might only take one or two little things, but it helps you out of sight on the other side of things. Truly it does. Um, it's good, man. So being there for two, day, two days, you're back at work? Yeah, I couldn't do the first day. Work business came first on the first day. But, oh, well, um, does, yeah, man. I've done two full days. So That's good. Um, so what's another top moment, boys? We're a bit down here. We, we, we're a bit down in wine. What's going on? Well, man, the, the, the flagging. <laughs> Mate, the flagging. It's, it's definitely not a reflection <laughs> on the quality of the wine. That's for sure. Well, shut up, <laughs> Leah. Any normal day, that would have won. <laughs> <laughs> Any normal day, it would have been a uh, disqualification. Actually, it's not a bad wine. It needed to oh, be. Don't bring him back. Oh, fuck off, Ken. Jeez. Don't swear. Just, you can't run and you take it out of my wine. I tell you, boys, it's, um, we had some good wines there. Wasn't a bad way to finish, huh? So, what are uh, you guys looking up to uh, the end of this year now? We've got uh, about 15 days or 12 days to be. Before the end of the year, what, what are we doing? What are, what are we up to? Work-wise, it's just uh, finishing off the years, reaching out to our customer base and saying Merry Christmas and all that yeah. sort of stuff. Within the work team environment, spending some time connecting with the team and uh, Saturday night's going to be a fantastic time. Mm. But I'm really looking forward to this holiday break. We're not going anywhere. Yeah. Uh, we've got a few things booked in already, so a few catch-ups and so yeah. forth. Yeah. That's what I'm really looking forward to. And we're not travelling anywhere. Not that, you know, last Christmas we went like, New Year's Eve, we went to Lake Conjola. Not that it was very far, but ended up being trapped on a beach in a freaking one of Australia's biggest bushfires. But just staying at home, not doing anything, just enjoying the time. And for myself, I'm actually going to really start doing a little bit of self-reflecting with the SMS manual that we did in the, the conference. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to go start going through that a fair bit. That's my plan anyway. That's How my about plan. you, man? I'm a bit the same, mate. I've only got two official days of work left, a little bit to do next week with the new recruits. But... Um yeah, we as I said earlier, we shut down a little bit, a couple of days earlier than normal because I need a break. Hands up, need a break, so going to have a break. But at the same time, of, of um, it's going to sound like I'm sucking up, but I, I plan on studying. I, stand, I plan on doing quite a bit of study over the next, it'll be three weeks probably before I'm back at work. I need to immerse myself in a couple of things. One is the skill side of what I'm doing and both from a salesperson point of view and from a a trainer point of view, which was pointed out to me in no uncertain terms in the last two days. So, um, Who said that? No, I've, I've, it's a self-realisation. Oh, I said, oh okay, okay. It's a self-realisation. But um, normally, it's, it's an interesting thing. I don't know what's different this year, but normally by the end of this time, I'm cooked, proper cooked, don't want to talk work, look at work, have anything to do with work. A bit, bit different this year, a bit of a different energy, a bit more energy and a bit bit more willingness to use the time, yes, to have a break, but more to... It hasn't been a year where you've had five minutes to sit down and do a lot of self-reflection or, or intense study or anything like that with everything that's been going on. So, yeah, no, I'm keen for it and I'm keen. We're not going anywhere. And, uh, yeah, bring it on. Spend some proper QT with the kids. That's probably if I've got a goal next year, it's, it's be better at that. So I'll start it now. You, mate? Just enjoying myself, man. I think when things are slowing down like this, and I know that leaders don't really need my input, it's sad to say, but that's the time when I really know now I can focus on myself. Mm -hmm. And that means a bit of time with the family, a bit of quality time with myself, but 
I will not stop doing what I'm doing. So I'm going to study the same pace. I, uh, things are going to go the same pace in terms of learning. Computer is still going to be on. Whether the business is shut here or not, the same learning is going to go. Because I, <laughs> I don't believe in having a break when it comes to self-learning. I think if you really have one life and you really want to tell people that you truly enjoy uh, being alive, well then... You need to celebrate it every single day, and maybe in different ways. But uh, I, I, I fully believe that you know the discovery of self and the conquest of self is something that I can never take a break of. And so, <coughs> while I'm gonna spend some time with you guys and we're getting together, um, there's definitely not a day off for me. I don't look at a day off. It, there's gonna be learning. There's gonna be computer being used, typed information, written things. That it's gonna keep on going. So nothing's going to change really for me. Um, maybe less phone calls. Very good. All right. Sound a bit happier about it, mate. Yeah, actually, th- listen, the, the the conference in <laughs> a, and SMS. Yeah, uh, a bit happier about it. <laughs> people don't realise the, the SMS, if anything, that's probably the positive of this year of COVID, has really made me realise that, you know, maybe in my endeavour to look after everybody else, I have realised this year that maybe uh, it can only start by looking after myself a bit more. And so the SMS we're talking about, which is the uh, skill, mindset and self, has gone uh, way, way more to the forefront, beginning with myself. You know, you probably don't remember this conversation. We had a conversation many years ago. Right. And uh, my results weren't the best, but the team had succeeded. And I said to you, I said, the results slacked because I had been focusing on the team. And you said to me, even in the wild... The parents eat first. So looking after yourself, making sure yourself is at the best you can be is only going to help everyone down the chain. Mate. Yeah. So, Which is the one thing, I don't know whether you were there, we were talking about it yesterday with the recruits or I did it on day one. I said, you know, the most important person is you. Mm. If, if you can't be at your best, how can you give the best of yourself to your children, your partner, yeah. to anybody else? So that, that most important person is you. And man, I, I, I can't wait to have more time during the break so that I can really focus on getting a, or extracting the best out of myself again. Because Probably. the 2021 model of me has to be a better model than the 2020. From, the out, from an outsider's point of view, well, not an outsider, but an insider, but an outsider, that's your biggest win of the year, mate. For a long time, you've given way, not way too much to other people, but so heavily focused on other people. And yeah. I think... As much as it hurt sometimes this year to realise when people did show their true colours, I know it hurt you, but as a mate... Better now than later. As a mate, I think it was a great thing for you. Yeah. Oh, and, uh, and I, I think it's a blessing. I think it was a blessing. I think it's... Um, nothing bad can come from that. No. From, from you spending a bit more time with yourself rather than people who don't appreciate it and... and Kicking the it's not appreciated. They don't appreciate. It. They do appreciate it, but quite often they it's it's a one way ticket, or they do take it and not appreciating yeah. maybe the sacrifice mm. that you've gone through in order to give them that. You know, mm. so I think that uh, rather than spend the time and of regret, guilt, or even feeling angry about not having the return, no, you're gonna have to spend it on yourself. And I think that you know maybe that is the positive side of COVID. That is maybe the positive of 2020. Yep. Thanks very much, totally boys, agree, for well sharing done, boys. 2020 with me. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for this uh, these hours sacrifice over a glass of wine. Absolutely. 
and we catch up on the other side of the year, new year. Talk to you soon. Cheers, Peace. Guys.